0: Doesn't it seem like when it comes to nutrition there are more opinions than facts to go around? Every day we hear new theories about diets and supplements and the best foods to eat. My role is to take the mystery out of good nutrition and look at the science. Welcome to the Nutrition Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Greger, and I'm here to bring you an evidence-based approach to the best way to live a healthier, longer life. Today, we launch a new series called Nutrition Facts One-on-One, where we share an interview I've done. Today, I'm interviewed by Tino, aka Bananiac, for his podcast, This Is Bananas, at the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine last year.
1: So, um, I'm here with Dr. Michael Greger from nutritionfacts.org. We are at the PCRM conference. Thank you so much for your time. Sure. I'm so excited
0: about this conference. Anyone who's listened to this who didn't come,
1: make sure you go next year. That's right. And I think last time we talked was back in 2013. We did, like, a Skype uh, call. You had your beard back then. No beard anymore, especially got summertime. I don't know how I did it. And you were bobbing your head back and forth. And I was like, what is he doing? But I think you were on a Cocaine, treadmill. Cocaine. No, <laughs> it
0: was, uh, right, it was treadmill, yeah. Right.
1: All right, cool. Well, I got some um, questions for you. My first one is you go through so many studies every year. What are some of your favorite studies that kind of stick out to you that you would recommend people to really look at if they're interested in the power of plant based nutrition?
0: Every single study that I love goes right up into a video on nutritionfacts.org. I mean, there's no, I mean, it's rare that a study, you know, that a good study won't make it into a video. And every single video has a click on the sources cited. Um, there's the the citations. They're hyperlinked. You can click. You can download the you know PDF. Read the whole thing yourself. Make sure I didn't take anything out of context or anything. But that, I mean, it's critical that you know. Anytime someone says, "Look, if it's you know, you're buying a toaster or something online, mm-hmm. then you know, some random opinion of some stranger might make a difference to you." It's right. like, "Oh, you like the red one? Fine, okay." But when it comes to the health and well-being of your family, like literally life or death choices, then like what someone told you at the gym to eat or what's, you know, some checkout line magazine or something, it's like, if there's ever anything in life to make a decision based on evidence, right? I mean it should be your health well being of your family, right? And so when someone says, eat this, don't eat that, so what wait a second, why do you say that? like obviously you weren't born with that knowledge. So where did you come across that? And you have no idea. Is that just some like weird anecdote thing? Do they think Martians told them that, or, or do they they, or do they have evidence to back that up? And even if they do have evidence, is that the best available balance of evidence? Is that mm-hmm. some outlier? Is that some you know study funded by the the gizmo industry that tells you to eat gizmos? I mean, um, and so you know you always have to not just cite the science. Show me the science, I mean that's why I started doing Mr. Shiffrin's So you want to know what my favorite articles are? They're all there. Um, I mean, although sometimes there's an article it's a great article, but I just can't. So I want all my videos to be, uh, you know, interesting, groundbreaking, and practical. And so sometimes you know, there's some like there's some great new study on broccoli. It's like I've been there, done that. It's just not. I mean, it's not groundbreaking, right? So right. that so it might be a great study on broccoli that never sees the light of day. Or there's a study that, you know, is uh, you know is, is groundbreaking, but it's just like, and it's interesting, but it's like about some like wild berry that grows in Siberia or something, not available commercially. Like, who cares if some like some crazy wortle berries growing somewhere has good? Because you can't, it's not practical, right? And then, but probably the biggest gap is there's some things that are that are practical. Intra or practical groundbreaking, but I'm somewhere I just can't make them interesting. It. Like it's just like it would just be a boring video. I can't think of a hook. Right. I can't think of humor I can't think mm-hmm. and that's just a failing on my part. So it's really sad I hate to see those articles go because well, like, people gotta- really need to know this <clears throat> stuff But if I can't make these videos watchable interesting No,
1: one's gonna see them. Well, the thing is you got to use your time as wisely as mm-hmm. possible so you probably cover the most urgent and the most important articles Of course, there's so much information out there, you know, but you got to do your best to get the most important information out there. And um, yeah, I totally agree with like reviews for like toasters and things like that can be handy, like especially with what Amazon's doing now. But when it comes to the health, you have to look for credibility. You have to go to the right people. so
0: I disagree. See, I think credibility is a terrible way to, right? Because credibility, I mean, that's that's uh, there's actually a, a fallacy, right? It's like that uh, authority fallacy, something like that, where it's just like someone says it, and you believe it just because of who they are. It's just they'll go wait a second, right? There, look. Dr. Atkins, you know, Atkins, that guy, he was a cardiologist. You want credibility, he is a heart doctor, and he says he bacon and butter. So, obviously, based on credibility, based right. on authority, right? No, it should be based, show me the science,
1: right? right. Um, and, uh, you know, and obviously, he couldn't. Right, right. Um, let me get into a um, an interesting topic. So, The bioavailability of plants is often considered inferior to um, animal products. Like, for example, when you're thinking of iron, people usually recommend heme iron over non-heme iron, Mm. heme iron being in meat and non-heme in uh, plants. Um, Can you just kind of talk about the bioavailability of plants and the notion that they're inferior to the animal-based products?
0: Oh, well, so in some cases, that's actually beneficial. So he, uh, iron is a good story. So I mean, the reason why non-heme iron sources of iron are preferable is because there's actually iron is a double-edged sword. There's iron overload diseases like hemochromatosis. Also, it's a pro-oxidant. Iron acts as a pro-oxidant um, associated with increased risk of Alzheimer's and cancer, and diabetes, and all sorts of bad stuff. So you don't have too much iron. I mean You want to have just enough. Um, that you're not anemic, obviously you need iron to build your blood cells. Um, uh, but I, kind of an ideal um, would be to have low iron stores, but not so, so low that your hemoglobin takes a hit. Um, and so that's kind of the, the the kind of the sweet spot. And what we get there is by choosing non-heme sources because our body's very good about regulating non heme sources of iron. So if you're low in iron, Right? Then your body will actually boost its absorption at the level of the intestinal uh, wall there's these rece- these iron receptors that'll boost and then when you have too much iron it down regulates so you don't get too much iron right, right? Um, but it can't do that as effectively with heme iron heme iron just kind of goes through the through the intestinal wall whether we have high iron low iron. so our body isn't as good as regulating it. So having something that's potentially toxic at high doses, being good availability, bioavailability, is not necessarily a good thing. Right. Your body's smart. If you have lots of calcium, it'll down regulate your calcium absorption. If you have low calcium, it uprates your calcium absorption. I and mean, body, if you thought about it, like I mean, we evolved for millions of years without nutrient tables, without being able to look up something on the computer. I mean, it's like our body's smart enough to uh, to make a lot of these kind of calculations on themselves. I mean, look, you know, like, so bioavailability, how about of calories? Bioavailability of calories are lower in plant foods, right? Because plant Mm -hmm. foods, calories are stuck, whole plant foods, they're stuck inside cell walls, right? Cell walls are only found in plants, right? We have bones to hold ourselves up. Plants have fiber to hold themselves up. Cell walls are indigestible. We don't, they're made out of cellulose. We can't digest cellulose. Our good gut bacteria can. And so we eat whole plant foods. We have this wonderful uh, these all these probiotics to, to feed our, our good gut flora, but um, a lot of those calories just make it all the way through us um, And so you know we make these calculations like well like almonds theoretically have this many calories But if you actually have find how many calories are actually Not flushed down the toilet. is actually significantly low about 20% lower, right? That's a lot of and yeah. so it's actually good that there's less biofilm, right and so um I mean, so I mean, if you think about our leading cause of death and disability, are we dying from deficiency diseases or diseases of dietary excess? So when's the last time you heard of someone dying across your core or pellagra or beriberi or scurvy versus have you ever heard of anyone dying from heart disease, diabetes, or blood pressure? Like, are these, I mean, it's like, right. what are we, right? I mean, so, so... I mean, so we want to, So most of the stuff people are eating, we want less absorption. We want poor donut bioavailability. <laughs> like that would be the ideal, that right? We don't sense. want to absorb that stuff into our body. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, actually, the bioavailability of refined carbs, like, you know, white flour, or white rice, is really high, and that's bad. You know, high glycemic index, it gets absorbed super quickly, um, supernaturally quickly, meaning our bodies just weren't designed to
1: handle it. How about when it comes to protein? Um, you often hear that uh, plant protein's um, incomplete. It doesn't have all the essential amino acids it's that we true. need.
0: It's just not true. I mean, it's just simply not true. Anyone says, that, they say, oh, I'm sorry, what amino acid is, is not there? What essential amino acid? There's only one food in the diet that's actually an incomplete protein. It's an animal protein, it's called gelatin. Um, gel doesn't, There's. Like, you could not live off of gel, but you would actually become protein deficient because it's actually missing essential amino acids. But all plant foods have all, in fact, that's where essential amino acids come from. The only reason that a steak, has essential amino acids, they're essential, meaning you can't make them, the cow can't make them. The cow got them from plants. Right. All essential amino acids come from the earth. And so we can kind of cut out the middle cow, right, go straight to, Get it from the source. All essential amino acids come from plants and micro and microorganisms. Um, They don't come from animals. That, by definition, we can't make them. These animals can't make them. Plants
1: can make them, and we can get all we need. And they just come in different ratios, but they're all there because they say combine rice and beans, for example, and that's a complete. Right, right. That That
0: was that was actually started in Vogue magazine. There was an article. talk about, I have a video about it, there's this article from Frances Moore Bay. she wrote in the old magazine in the 1970s, that this, this what's now known as the protein myth, um, that we need to combine, you know, to, because, yes, they all have all their essential amino acids, but some are low in lysine, some are low so you complement, you eat rice beans, you, you know, um, and this is just simply, I mean, we now know it's simply not true. In fact, it wasn't even true at the time, and she, poor Frances Moore lepay since apologized, and... Um, feels really bad about it. but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, so, so basically, your body does it for you. So, you know one day you eat something with high lysine, um, and then the next day you eat something that with a low lysine, like your body, you're basically sloughing off about 90 grams of protein every day just from your digestive tract and secretions. So there's all these amino acids that can mix and match with whatever you eat. Oh, you ate something low with lysine? You ate something high in lysine last week. Well, we just buy that way and boom. Right. And just, I mean, our body does it for us. Um, and so, yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Um, what do you know about intermittent fasting? Because that's a common question that I get often as a nutritionist: is do you recommend it? it should people do it? Yeah. So,
0: um, in my uh, in my next book, we have December twenty nineteen, I'll have a whole chapter on intermittent fasting. Also, a chapter on water only fasting, and you know, and so there's lots of ways to do it. So, intermittent fasting is kind of broad topic. There's kind of like the five two or alternate day fasting, or this the kind of The kind of 525, uh, the the, uh, kind of uh, fasting mimicking diet, Um, and uh, and the question is: Are there um, benefits even without caloric restriction? From um, uh, you know, kind of once in a while, kind of giving your body that stress of a certain amount of period, whether it's 16 hours or 24 hours or longer, um, whether that has Health benefits, and that's something that I'm deep in in in, uh, in the weeds on right now. I'm looking forward to doing lots of videos about it.
1: Um, I've been seeing an increase in interest in vegan ketogenic diets, and yeah. a lot of people are really interested in them. I was wondering if I could have your take on them. If you think they're healthier? Or... I mean
0: it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. It's like the anti-diet, right? I and mean, It's just like, right? Right. It's just like...
1: I mean, to me, it doesn't make any sense because, like, what are you eating? Are you eating lots of oils that would make it ketogenic? You know, I'm just wondering. It's,
0: a, it's like, I mean, if there's one thing that there's, like, the most uncontroversial thing in all of nutrition science is eat more fruits and vegetables, right? I mean, like, right. like nobody disagrees. I mean, nobody... Yep. Okay. And, like, that's the first thing. Yeah, I mean, don't eat, don't eat fruit? So Global Burden Disease Study, funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the largest study of disease risk factors in the world, found the number, estimated the number one dietary risk factor for death on the planet Earth was what? You say, oh, what? soda, processed meat. No, inadequate fruit consumption. Not eating enough fruit kills more people than anything else we're doing on our diet on right. the planet Earth. Right, Right. and I think number two is soda. But, I mean, inadequate, like, mm-hmm. come on. Yep. And so... Any diet that says eat less fruit, you're like so you life. need a you need a mountain of evidence to, to 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 convince me, right? And they don't have any. I mean the I mean so the studies so if you actually look I mean beyond. Um, uh, some cases of intractable pediatric epilepsy. But even like the, what about brain tumors? Even the brain tumor data is terrible. Like these people, the things that they hold up, like look, and even if it worked for brain tumors, so does chemotherapy. Should we eat chemotherapy shakes every day? Like it makes no sense. Let right? me ask
1: you, because Lee Crosby, um, a former uh, classmate of mine, we were talking about ketogenic diets being helpful for people with epilepsy and seizures. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe a vegan ketogenic diet could be used for that? Or do you feel oh, like well, so, there's other ways So
0: there's some real so um, about 30% of cases, I mean depending on what the cause of seizures are, in these pediatric epilepsy cases are uh, are basically drug resistant. Um, and so what do you do in those cases? So usually ketogenic diet is kind of the second or third line, third, fourth okay. line treatment. Um, But the reason is because these poor kids suffer all the things you'd expect. Bone fractures, um, growth stunting, um, kidney stones, constipation, like all the standard stuff. Um, And, of course, their lipids go crazy. Um... And so it's like, yeah, but it's better than seizing all day, right? I mean, so, right, it's all cost versus benefits. Yeah. So tremendous downsides. But look, if that's all you got, look, we give people electroshock therapy. And for some cases, suicidal depression can actually do more, more benefit, right? So it's actually a good, but do you want to just, like, get you know, shock? I mean, but it doesn't make sense. Right, so chemotherapy can be useful for people with certain types of cancer but you just don't want to inject yourself with chemotherapy for the hell of it. Like, right. we're, I mean, you can't, it doesn't even make sense, even if it worked for cancer or worked for, like, that doesn't mean that it's a healthy thing to do. Right? Are you saying something that works for disease is good for you? Why don't you take an antibiotics all day long? Why are not you taking Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, I can't even make logic, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's really, I mean, anyway. There's really, I mean, uh, mean, there's really interesting stuff that happens during more long fasting with ketosis and um, could help with, uh, you know, decreasing hunger and things. I mean, there's some legitimate research questions out there. But um, like disease reverse, like, is there a case of ketogenic diets reversing heart disease, right? Until there is, I mean, come on. I mean, plant-based diets just win I mean, people are literally dying.
1: Well, let me ask you something this is the extreme case mm. so there's a medical doctor by the name sean baker mm. have you heard of him mm. no um he eats an all carnivorous meat diet okay. um and he's put up his blood work well, I've seen and promote, I've of scurvy rami. that's I've what, seen what i'm raw meat. saying right raw yeah it's
0: gets it's i mean because raw meat is vitamin c and um he,
1: he put up his blood work right yeah. right he put up his blood work and he had high glucose levels his ldl was really high Ugh. um but what do you think of diets like that like he's just claiming that people should be eating a carnivorous diet
0: well I man, he's putting himself at risk and he's and what's worse is I mean look if he wants he can do it look he wants to smoke there are people who smoke cigarettes right you want to smoke cigarettes fine but telling people smoking cigarettes is healthy for them that's where i draw the line right um and so I man, you know it's just it so it's 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 irresponsible in a i mean so like there's people out there saying the world's flat fine you want to say the world's flat Right OK, but that's not going to kill anybody. You believe that, you don't believe that, you convince other people of it. no, one's going to die, yeah, sure. right? right? But this is the same level of craziness, but with like real-life consequences. Right? I mean the people could actually get hurt if they follow some of this advice. Um, and that, and it's just like, that's on your conscience, right? And so you have to be really careful. When you make those kind of recommendations. And people should be really skeptical. You know, don't listen to me. Listen to the science. Don't listen to there's no, you know, don't listen to any gurus, right? Always get to stick to the science. Well you that's demand
1: that, the science. That's what I love about you and your work is you just always cover the articles themselves. You don't put your opinion into it.
0: I try not to. Sometimes it slips in, but
1: (laughs) I do my best. Awesome. Where can people find you, Dr. Gargan? So you can
0: go to nutritionfacts.org and uh, and see all my work for free.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Awesome.
0: That was Tino talking to me for his podcast, This Is Bananas, on his Bananiac YouTube channel. For recipes, check out my How Not to Die cookbook. It's beautifully designed, with more than a hundred recipes for delicious and nutritious meals, and all the proceeds I receive from the sales of all my books goes to charity. Dr. Michael Greger.